AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Sustainability investments have gained headlines and attracted the sport and ire of many across the country and around the world. However, one of the leading global animal health companies is proving that innovation is making it possible for sustainability and profitability to coexist. Welcome Katie Cook, Vice President, Farm Animal Global Innovation and Marketing. Katie, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I am elated to dig into your story, to dig into this intersectionality between profitability and sustainability. This is in your blood, Katie. I mean, you grew up in Michigan on a cattle farm. Before we dig into animal health, the land co, innovation, all of those things, you got to share more about your journey from Michigan to leadership in Canada to now leading a giant piece of the future of a land co. You make it sound really big. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I've had um, the great opportunity. I grew up, as you mentioned, on a small cow-calf operation in northern Michigan with my three sisters. So there was four girls on the farm. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, how my parents, you know, raised children, right, is on the farm and all the things about living on the farm and really instilled in me the love for agriculture, the love for our producers, the love for the animals themselves, right? So I don't live on a farm today, but I still have dogs, still own cattle, um, have nephews that are starting to show livestock and so getting into that. But that would really be the core of where I started and then had the opportunity to go to Michigan State University. And so when I was there, got really involved in the animal science department, involved in, at that time, we had the Hereford Beef Barn there, worked at the beef barn, did livestock judging. And that really created, right, not just the the knowledge, but the network and the love for the people and the connection. And then had the opportunity two weeks after I graduated to start as a sales rep with Elanco. So, Amazing. yeah, went from Michigan, where 100 cows is huge, to western Oklahoma, where if they didn't have 5,000 head, I didn't stop by as a sales rep, which was just mind-boggling different when you think about the different types of agriculture, even within the United States, let alone right. the globe. So I spent my first 10 years at Elanco in our U.S. beef business and various sales and marketing roles, had the opportunity to move back and forth a couple different times. And then in 2016, had the opportunity to go into a global sales strategy role, which sounds really big, but it was really working across our pet in our um, farm animal business and looking at size of the sales force. What is our selling model? How are we collecting data? What does that look like? And really, how do we deploy resources across the globe to make sure that we can reach all of the producers? And then, as you mentioned, I did make a small stint in Canada. So in 2018, had the opportunity to be the country director for Canada, um, lived in Guelph, Ontario, and got to to go through that as well as part of COVID with it, which was an interesting um, take is being in Canada versus the U.S. during COVID was very, very different if you want to see the difference in cultures. Fascinating. <laughs> um, but had two years there in Canada, and then we acquired um, Bayer Animal Health. And so during that part of the integration, had the opportunity to move back to Indianapolis and lead our global farm animal marketing. And since then, I've been in various roles of global farm animal marketing, but I've been consistently leading our global farm animal innovation strategy. And that's really been the most fun part of my career as I think about thinking not just what are we doing today, but what are we doing longer term and what are the different innovations that we can bring to the producers, to the customers. And ultimately now, as we talk about sustainability, um, the bigger impact that we can have on the world beyond just providing food. It's this incredible world that Jeff Simmons, CEO of Alanco, 
has led a giant transformation in the business, certainly over the last five, six years, the acquisition of Bear Animal Health that you mentioned, now Elanco, the second largest independent animal health company in the world, headquartered here in Indianapolis. For those that don't know, give us a sense of the full scope of Elanco its size and the area in which the company is really focusing innovation. Yeah, so we are, as I mentioned, we are both pet and farm animal. We're in over 40 plus countries internationally in about a four and a half billion dollar business. Um, as you mentioned, it is a number two animal health company. I'd say when I started, it was actually number eight. So in wow. the 16 years I've been here, it's been really fun to see the amount of growth, number of integrations, but also um, different spaces that we went into. So when I started, we didn't have a pet business. We and it was all, part of Lily at that point, It was point, part right? of Lily. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it was only a farm animal business. So when I started, the first week I started was the first week that they actually onboarded pet um, sales reps, competing animal sales reps. So wow. in that time, we went from farm to now having both farm and pet. And when you think about that, our business is about 50-50, 50% farm animal, 50% pet health. So went from zero to two and a half million, right, of, of pet business in the past 15 plus years. And really when you look at the scope of, of what we do, right? So you have cats and dogs, you have cattle, beef and dairy, swine, poultry, but also we have an aqua business with salmon. And then when we acquired bear, also got into shrimp and some of the warm water. So cover all the major species, even have a little bit of sheep in Australia um, and the UK and all the diseases from different production efficiency technologies, vaccines, antibiotics on the farm to in the pet side, we just launched a new diabetes products for cats um, a couple weeks ago. So it it runs the whole gamut. And if there's um, if you're interested in love animals, we certainly have something for you, uh, regardless of what type of animal that is or what kind of space you're, you're focusing on. Katie, I love this notion that it's a one-stop shop for innovation and animal health whether it's the pet at home or whether it's the farm animal that will ultimately feed people all around the globe. This rich history that Alanco has, you mentioned spinning out of Lilly, IPO 18, 19, somewhere yep. in that era. But this, this idea that now you have this 50-50 portfolio, you grew up on a cattle farm. I want to dig deep into farm animal. I think we all have some, some focus on pet, but I want yep. to dig into farm animal because I think there's so much innovation happening in the farm animal business. There's so much opportunity to really make a dramatic impact on the overall sustainability picture, as well as a profitability picture. Give us an idea. What's changed in that farm animal market uh, since those first days when you got your first ID badge to what it is today? <laughs> a lot, actually. I, so, you know, when I started in, what was it, 2006, 2007, you know, even just from an Elenco, but an industry standpoint, we tended to have one or two options in each product category. So there'd be one antibiotic, there might be one or two vaccines that you use. And you continue to see a number of innovations that come into that space. But what I, I would say is we continue to evolve over time is now we're to the era of generics. So in the farm animal space. So there was, you know, the 2000s through 2010, a number of different innovations were launched. And then really 2010 to 2023 today, I wouldn't call it an innovation drought per se, but it's been a lot more generics in the farm animal space. And when you look at most, not just the Elanco portfolio, but Zoetis and Mark, all of us, I would say at least 80% of our portfolio is under generic pressure now, um, which has dramatically changed the way that you look at innovation and how do you manage brands and look at what is the different opportunities as we think about how do we take the existing products we have today, find new uses for them, um, combine them with other products. So that you see a lot of just life cycle management of products. But I think the other big spaces we're all trying to unlock is we went from treating animals to how do we continue to prevent 
disease in animals. So you've seen that big shift. And then the other part that is emerging is really, we've always looked at it as how do we make animals more efficient? Um, efficiency now is sustainability. And so you're seeing new opportunities in the sustainability space and how do we reframe keeping animals healthier? How do we reframe keeping animals more efficient? But also now, especially in the cattle world, how do we actually reduce absolute emissions when we think about the opportunity in the space, which is creating what we would call a new disease state per se um, for the farm animal space? Oh, Katie, I can't wait to dig into that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll dig into that intersection between sustainability and profitability right after this. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents. And like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. Katie Cook, Vice President, Farm Animal Global Innovation and Marketing at Alanco, is joining us. And Katie, we were talking about this intersection between sustainability and profitability. Sustainability really emerging as one of the top topics in farm animals, certainly agriculture at large, but farm animal, a big piece of this. But it has to coexist with profitability. Give me a sense, if you could, how are you seeing farm animal production Focus on two things at once, sustainability and profitability. And, and how is it actually working? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think it's one that we've all been wrestling with, especially the past couple of years, right? So three years ago, sustainability was a buzzword. Right. Feels like this year, um, not even this year, I would say the past 12 months, it's really shifted in the minds of not just organizations, but really the minds of the producers of this is real, this is tangible. How do we talk about it and how do we think about it? I think when we... We look at sustainability and profitability, they absolutely have to go hand in hand. If they don't go hand in hand, um, if they're at odds with each other, right, we need to look at our, our food system overall and the resiliency of our food system and say, how does that sustain? And I think COVID has actually helped us as we Agreed. think about some of those different changes and maybe how we would have looked at it four years ago is very different than how we look at it today. But I would say that in a lot of the conversations that we're having now is, is most people realize, and when I say most people, so when you talk to either government um, policymakers or the food processors, retailers, they understand that in order for us to continue to make sustainable food and to make some of these big sustainable leaps, we have to make sure that there's value creation or profitability for the producer. Because as you guys have all seen, the, the cost of food is continuing to go up. The cost to actually raise the animals are starting to go up. We're seeing record high feed costs other input costs that our, our producers are trying to manage while still trying to bring a bottom line. And, and in some markets, honestly, they're struggling right now. If we look at the U.S. pork business as an example and some of the things that we're having to do. So I think really as we look at it um, and from an Elenco perspective is, is we see them as hand in hand. And when we look at different solutions, it's how do we make sure that we're creating value and that the producer is able to, to create or um, not create, but 
is part of that economic incentive and is able to t- participate in that that economic part of the sustainability piece. But really, even if you just back up from that standpoint, sustainability and profitability are really the same thing because sustainability is efficiency. When you think about it overall, generally speaking across, you know, whether it's poultry, swine, beef, or dairy, our animals have, for the past 20 years, milk production, meat production is significantly 20 to 30% more efficient than what it was 20, 30 years ago. And today that's been things that the producers have been doing, you know, on the farm that is actually helping their, their P&L and driving additional profitability. Now it's to the point of how do we continue to drive efficiency where it makes sense. But now some of these new technologies and new spaces, really the only um, benefit it is, is that it is a reduction in carbon footprint or methane reduction or something like that, which then means that we do have to create different nodes of value in different ways for our customers to make, make money. Um, or there's really not an incentive today for the producers to implement those technologies. That's what I love, Katie, about the the bold vision that you and Jeff and the entire team at Avalanco have really put forward is we have to make sure that sustainability is good business, i.e. profitable, and we're going to find new ways. Athian, the, the startup co-launched with Elanco and High Alpha Innovation, an amazing example of how do we create a fintech company, a you know, a carbon market company really focused on this. And and I think it's really critical that we find new levers to pull when you look at this world that we're operating in. Higher than expected, higher than desired inflation, not just here in the States, but all around the world. In the last year, we saw food inflation at its highest rate since the 70s. I mean, it's been incredible. And it's got to be a pressure on your sales team, got to be a pressure on your customers. Give us an idea of how, how these producers that you're serving, those ranchers all across the country and around the world, how are they wrestling with this era of higher inflation? And what role does Elanco play in trying to offset some of that? I think it's something that they they wrestle with every day and everybody has a slightly different approach. So sure. I'll put that caveat out there. But I would say, you know, right now, a lot of it, it's it's not just looking at the profitability of the short term, but of the long term, right? So most, most, if not all of them are thinking about how do I pass this down to the next generation in some way, shape or form. So the decisions they make today will impact the decisions in the future. And right now, especially because of the cost of cash, it's, it's a trade-off sometimes of looking at what drives efficiency, but what can I also afford? And so we are seeing right now either different customers really looking at, you know, what are the nice-to-haves versus the must-haves when I think about either um, animal health protocols, different things that I'm doing from feedstuff? Is there different feedstuffs that I can be using? Is there different um, ways that I can be using technology or labor or, or things like that? Um, but I think the other big part that they're, they're really looking at is what are those additional nodes of value that I can bring to my operation as I think about that opportunity? So particularly the U.S. dairy industry, um, you're also seeing in Australia and some of these other markets, is they're looking at, okay, how do we use the environment to actually bring in additional profitability? So you're seeing the manure digesters go in. That's been a whole taken off by storm. Um, you're starting to look at these things that we see some of the technologies here in the near space where the producers are really leaning in to say, we want to make this happen. We see this as an opportunity, but how do we make sure that it's actually driving something to the bottom line or we don't have a business longer term. Um, I think the other thing is you see is the continued consolidation. So if you look at, you know, places like China and things like that, you know, we had a lot of backyard farming. Now we're continuing to see those systems get bigger. You get the synergies, the economies of scale. I think we'll continue to see that across across the world in the different markets. If they haven't happened, how do they continue to consolidate it and leverage that that volume and the buying power that those systems have? 
that ranchers, farmers, producers at large, innovators at heart. I mean, they can clearly define the challenges to be solved and find unique ways to go and do them. It's innovation at its heart. And there is so much innovation that's on the horizon. So much innovation that's on the horizon. It's tough to know at times which North Star is actually North. So give us an idea, Katie. What, what do you see on the horizon of what's happening in animal health? What are you most optimistic about that's on the future of animal health innovation? Yeah, so I think from an animal health, um, and I'll focus on farm. I won't focus on pet because there's all kinds of stuff in pet we could get really, sure. really excited about. But I say, you know, from a farm animal perspective, it's one, it's people are still always need to eat, right? So it's how do we continue to bring a safe, abundant food source to the world's people? And you have the growing middle class, you have the rise of protein. So we will continue to see um, our producers find ways to make sure that they're they're bringing a safe food supply to to all of our consumers globally. So you'll continue to find investments in how do I get into preventative care? How do I really focus on animal welfare? Um, everyone wants to do what's best for the animal. Now we just have some different terminology for it, and and they're really focusing on how do they continue to improve prove that overall. But I think that really where everybody sees the, the big new wave of innovation is obviously around sustainability. And there's a ton of activity around there, whether it's around seaweeds and methane reducers or vaccines um, or you name it. There's a little bit of everything right now that there's they're starting in lots of different startups and lots of opportunities from that space. But also if you think about the data side. And so you're also seeing customers and producers really think about how do I use data and the analytics on my farm to really make some decisions and do things differently. You're seeing a lot of activity in genetics as well. So I think producers are really looking at it holistically, and it's less about just what do I have today, but how do I start backing up my systems much further, you know, up the chain on genetics, on what we're doing on the data and analytics, and make data-informed decisions as I move forward, um, but really going into that space of safe, abundant food, but doing it in a sustainable way and doing it in a way that everybody feels good about. You know, you also look in Europe and some of those markets now, Netherlands, even Ireland, they're looking at agriculture and saying, okay, our way to actually reduce emissions is, is to eliminate the animals. And so I think we're also in this part of changing that narrative as an industry to say, we still need animal protein and there's ways that we can do that. We can actually help climate change, mitigate climate change versus be the problem. I love it. Okay, Katie, one more one more question, and then we'll wrap up. I promise. I need to know. We need to know what's on the horizon. We know that Elanco is building a giant new headquarters downtown Indianapolis. We're all really excited about that. What's on the horizon for Elanco? Yeah. So from an Elanco standpoint, obviously there's a lot of new activity. As we're still um, we're a like sixty year old startup, as like we like to say in the in the walls <laughs> of Elanco, which is very true when you think about so some of the good. systems. And uh, but we still have a lot of legacy, right, from Lilly and some of those other organiz organizations that we had acquired over time. But I think really, as we think about what's up in the new future, the thing that we're most excited about, and the thing that we think we can have the most impact in partnering with our customers and partnering um, across the organization is around sustainability. So. We're really investing in and in starting with cattle, but moving into the other species and finding what are the different innovations, whether that's feed additives, vaccines, other technologies that our producers can actually implement, but also thinking about it as a holistic ecosystem um, and providing the tools that help them track and measure what they're doing on their farm. So they can say, here's what I was doing today. Here's what I'm doing tomorrow. And here's the impact that I'm having on, on decreasing my emissions overall to helping create a carbon marketplace. So as you mentioned, we did seed fund Athian, I'm happy to say that they are fully seed invested and they're up so and running. Good. We're getting ready to um, hopefully mint the first carbon credits here as we go into the second half of the year and yes. really start that insetting market 
um, for the livestock industry and really change the paradigm and the shift and the conversation around food animal production. And, and that's what really excites me is I think the past 10 years, um, the food animal, if you're a food animal producer, you felt a little beaten up, whether that's around antibiotics, no growth hormones, any of those different things is now there's an opportunity to really shift and think about what is the impact that that we bring not only from a food source, but we could actually have on the environment. Um, and I won't say be a carbon sink, but definitely help mitigate some of the climate challenges that we have as a world and be part of the greater solution. Katie, it is so inspiring, so energizing, so exhilarating to see what you and the team are leading at Elanco. Katie Cook is Vice President, Farm Animal Global Innovation and Marketing at Elanco. Katie, thanks so much for spending time with us. Thanks for having us. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.